0: very warm welcome to all our listeners thank you for tuning in i hope you will enjoy this podcast hi Varna. thank you for joining us on blitz business it's a pleasure to have you
1: ashish it's absolutely a pleasure to be a part of this
0: awesome so verna uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself uh, how did, what was that sort of moment, you know, when you so, sort of shifted from corporate to a entrepreneur? I'm very keen to know, and then we'll talk about your venture for sure then.
1: So, um I don't think there's a particular eureka moment. I think it was a build-up of several things. Uh, mm-hmm. But um there was always the uh, Kida to do something, right? Uh, <laughs> Um, very early <laughs> on, my, yeah, so my dad had a business himself, but he wanted uh, me to go the, uh, civil services direction. Uh, so, um, I never initially thought that I would end up in business myself, uh, but I always watched him and it was always fascinating to see how he managed so many things. Um, then came a time where um, he sort of made it like a very... Um, he went through certain financial uh, and and business issues. Uh, uh, and around that time, he realized it was very important for my sister and I to be taught independence, uh, especially when it comes to financial independence. Um, and he started uh, sort of gamifying the whole thing for us. Um, for example, you do something and you get... Um, you pay rent, you... Uh, you uh, uh, go out find your own ways to make money uh, and and then only something uh, interesting would be done at home or you know things like that so it it was uh, realizing that you had the potential to do it yourself very early on as early as about uh, 16 17 years uh, of age when you're you know in your late teens um, it it was very very fascinating then uh, I'm a student of geography, so I uh, traveled across the country uh, very early as well. Uh, amongst my peers, I think I was probably most traveled at that time. And uh, when you're traveling from one place to another, no matter how much, uh, you know, a uh, little bit of pocket money you get, uh, that's never enough, right? So um, started finding more ways to be entrepreneurial in, a, in the sense of writing, uh, you know, Uh, content for uh, people who would uh, require support in maybe their uh, research paper or their thesis. Um, uh, I've done things like even selling SIM cards uh, on, uh, you know, across promotions and things like that. I mean, it it was always fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Then came the time that I moved to Bangalore and I was preparing for my civil services. And uh, around that time, I got connected with the uh, branding and marketing side of the world. Um, I had the opportunity to, wherever I worked, I had the opportunity to have mentors who were some of the uh, top heads of the uh, brand and marketing advertising worlds. creative heads, uh, uh, national creative directors, CEOs of uh, uh, large ad agencies were um, were part of my mentor mentoring. And I think that opened a lot of um, excitement of the journey of uh, advertising and marketing and brand building. then um, soon after that stint is when I started uh, a business called uh, Rapid Stall, which was uh, an eco-friendly branding solution. Uh, we were pretty much the pioneers of this uh, concept in India. We printed on fabric and um, it was a high to go after every possible brand client and work with them on building their strategy to change their um, you know, printing from like plastic-oriented, flex-oriented printing to more fabric-based. IPL, for example, was one of our biggest clientele, and that opened doors for even more, you know, other clients. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, that's how, for me, the journey of um, I think entering the liquor space began because through IPL, I worked very closely with the Diageos, the Pernos. I mean, you name the brands, right? Uh, So, -hmm. yeah. uh, That's that's pretty much, like I said, it was (laughs) not a single Eureka moment, but a pretty...
0: It's it's quite a journey from um, you know uh, preparing or uh, f- having the ambition for um, IAS uh, civil services and then uh, working in marketing and branding and then uh, starting in uh, Blisswater. So 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 tell me one a little bit so for for example um, how I mean both businesses were different right the printing and um, um uh bliss water so what was the sort of uh, inclination for you to try a new industry because each industry has its own pros and cons and the domain knowledge etc cetera, etc cetera. so what was that sort of uh what was the sort of sure, motivation well, or inclination the, uh, yeah <laughs> <the> movement, right? <laughs> yes yes
1: sure, sure. um so um uh while I was with so so I think the the initial seed for me with uh, uh with water was pretty much in college times um a little before that is I'm actually a goan born and brought up so liquor as a concept was never a taboo product it was pretty much a cultural aspect right. Mm-hmm. um then I had the chance to go to northeast um and when I was in northeast I lived there for some time Um. Uh, mm-hmm. it was an exciting adventurous time uh and at that time I was invited to see this rice wine making process it's called opong okay and okay. uh it's a very celebratory you know <laughs> drink it's a very celebratory occasion where they come where the entire tribe sort of gets together and they and they work around it and they make it happen and I saw how that whole community was getting together with it. Um, and also the fact that there was something so indigenously made, right? Uh, and in Goa also, we had very similar stuff, like a lot of uh, homegrown brews were happening uh, from the beginning, right? Uh, so I think uh, that just sort of stayed with me. And uh, through the branding uh, exercises that we were doing at my uh, manufacturing unit, uh, for the fabric one, a lot of my clientele was the liquor space, right? And okay. um, what happened with that is a lot of conversations about it and, and, you know, things like that. And this this particular seed from the Northeast was like constantly there <laughs> in the background. Uh, mm-hmm. I always sort of was very drawn towards making a beverage. And mm-hmm. um, when finally the idea of Blisswater really started taking shape is when I realized that there was a lot of, stories about you know India and things like that but nothing that said it tastes like India or it smells or feels you the actual experience of what India is in a bottle okay Mm -hmm. and uh, with the fact that I traveled north to south east to west um, early on and, and it sort of culturally had a very big impact on me as a person I wanted to combine all of that into a bottle right so that's how for me the journey for bliss water actually began like the when when i say you know hit the ground running that was where it started A um, mm-hmm. few months into the uh, research of, of what this supposed taste of india with um, a, an alcobev should be like uh, and mm-hmm. and coming together with the whole uh, blends and mixes for it is i is okay. that is when i realized that um, um i need to be looking at it a little bigger than this um and um so we started out with Rahasya as our flagship, which is basically India in a bottle. Um okay. I don't know if you tried it, Ashisha, but when you <laughs> if you if you uh, partake in um uh vodka or whiskey, uh, mm-hmm. Rahasya is an infused vodka, right? It's one of the okay. first ever infused product in the country. And when mm-hmm. I say infused, we have a special terminology for it. We call it the India Infusion. Because uh-huh. um, it takes, it draws the essence of what India is uh, and actually is there in every sip and every smell of that product. Uh, you can actually taste India in the sip that you take. And what's amazing about Rahasya is what Ashish tastes in it versus what Varna will taste in it will be very different because it sort of brings to the forefront a feeling of, I know this. This is This has been a part of my journey as an Indian. Uh, all the while but i don't know what's in it you know that's why the name rahasya, because it just keeps playing on the curiosity uh, uh while that was getting prepped on the other hand yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah. please go ahead
1: mm-hmm. i realized that uh, yeah i realized that uh uh while infused so vodka is all is, is the second largest consumed category in the world and it was going through this amazing uh, uh sort of the 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 other categories were going through some form of uh you know shift in the market but vodka was very um uh, sort of saturated slash stagnated uh and it needed this uh, oomph that that you know Rahasya could bring to the table so that's how we looked at Rahasya as the flagship and uh, simultaneously we started developing other products as well um so we've recently just launched uh, yaksha um, premium whiskey it's a blended scotch uh it's a five year old scotch um that we blended uh, and priced very, very affordable, but a very premium, uh, you know, product from packaging to the actual liquid. So, seventy um, percent of the uh, drinking market in India is spe- is essentially whiskey, and across the world, also those are the kind of numbers that whiskey does. So, it was Im- it was important for us to have a play in that as well. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. I mean, we're in the now uh, process of launching a few more products. You'll get to hear them as they come up.
0: So, where are all currently, um, Verna, you're selling your products? It's pan India or restricted to certain locations?
1: Yeah, so um, liquor, as you know, is an excisable product, which means each, ter- each state uh, or excise territory has its own regulations and uh, mm-hmm. approvals that you would require. So, we started out of Goa, for me, of course, home base and also. Um, Regulatory-wise, Goa has a lot of, uh, you know, uh, certain benefits in comparison to the other states. Uh, So we started out of Goa, um, and then now we're available in Maharashtra, Rajasthan, uh, Daman, Pondicherry within India. Uh, We are expected to launch uh, Karnataka and a few other markets shortly. Um, we also have exported to countries like Maldives and Australia. And uh, this year, the idea is to expand to at least another uh, four to five more countries uh, with our product base.
0: Anytime coming soon to North in and around Delhi and <laughs> uh,
1: Yes, the, the closest we have in North is Rajasthan right now. But uh, hopefully in the next financial year, we would look at places like uh, Delhi and uh, uh, Uttar Pradesh and maybe Chandigarh uh, to to start with.
0: And how does the sort of the supply chain or the manufacturing part of it works? So it's uh, you're making the um, fusion formulation yourself and then sort of outsourcing the process of manufacturing, etc. Or um, uh, how is the setup for you guys?
1: Yeah, so uh, all our products have, have some speciality to it uh, because mm-hmm. we're always about innovations in the product, uh, and whatever is the speciality part, we make it ourselves. Uh, for example, Rahasya has its secret infusion, uh, Yaksha we call it the soma mix, um, so it is our interpretation of what the soma uh, used to be in the in you know in in the yester years. Uh, so it's it's always drawing out something from the um, um, you know ancient times or the heritage and the culture. Uh, of course, um, not all brands may, may we may be able to do the same uh, uh, thing, but uh, both Rahasya and Yaksha have that uh, common thread. And all of and all of those mixes are made by us separately, and we contract manufacturing the rest of it in terms of the bottling of the product.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Varna, what is that sort of uh, the value proposition you guys sort of have anchored into the market? Exactly. So, for example, it's a price point, it's the taste. Uh, I mean, it could be a number of things. So, what is that when someone drinks Rahasya, your brand? What is it that the person is able to, uh, you know, keep coming back and again and again? What is that? Anchor point or that value or the value proposition you have for them to choose you over the other brands.
1: Yeah, so sure. Um, so Rahasya, like I said, is an infused drink. So mm-hmm. uh, Rahasya is pretty much like a cult uh, drink, right? I mean, um, people who who try Rahasya know that it's very different from what is available in the market at all. It's the most unique experience that you will get in any. Um, uh, you know, uh, like a uh retail store or a restaurant. If you go try Rahasya, because of the kind of burst of flavors that it brings to you, um, mm-hmm. it's out loud proud about how uh it brings through the mysticism of India in every sip, right? Uh, so that is our USP when it comes to Rahasya, uh, and also because uh, vodka, um. As a category, is generally uh, the 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 target audience is more interested in little bit of uh, trials and new new concepts, right? So that is where rahasya is focused on. And uh, once they try it, they come back for it because it's so um, it's so easily palatable and so smooth as a product. At the same time, it has its own unique unique uh, flavoring that um, um, you know uh, comes to the forefront. Uh, Whereas Yaksha has been, since it's a whiskey, it's been more focused on uh, how amazingly smooth the product is, uh, how you can sip through the drink uh, through the evening. And uh, um, basically, um, India, like I said, is a majorly whiskey drinking market, right? And uh, we've sort of tried to address the pain points of a daily drinker in whiskey uh, in 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 a certain uh segment uh so our pricing in the whiskey is anywhere between um 1300 to about 2000 in across markets in terms of rupees uh depending on excise uh costs which is a fairly decent affordable uh product but in terms of while we are very uh, while affordability was one thing we've made very sure of how premium the product is so people come back to us mainly because it's very, very smooth as a product.
0: What are your favorite brands, apart from your own existing brands, uh, which you enjoy uh, in the <laughs> vodka category or whiskey category?
1: That's, that's a trick question. I, I don't want to get into that. Um, to be very honest, uh, it's been a long time that uh, most products have become sort of a, a mode of research for me. Uh, because i'm constantly thinking okay this is good here that is that needs to you know that this can be improved but very honestly um uh, that's that's where i am at, a, at a, on a personal level um i do definitely enjoy a well made product but um like i said my um my my desire to have a drink is now, extremely focused on uh, what more can I learn from the drink rather than uh, picking out anything from the shelf. That that's that's where I'm
0: at. <laughs> okay, let me uh, rephrase. So, you, what if a, you what, asked me
1: uh, ten years <laughs> okay, I would have had a very different answer.
0: <laughs> Le, okay, I'll rephrase. So, which is your favorite okay. category in terms of vodka, whiskey, beers, or uh, what do you enjoy most as a, at a category level? So, uh,
1: for a very long time, I was a gin drinker. This was. Um, probably a decade ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then um, now I'm more of a whiskey person.
0: Oh, really? And in terms of in the product space, especially, so are you looking to launch more products in different categories or you want to focus on the current vodka and whiskey space or add more products?
1: Yeah, so we are more focused on these two at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, but... There are a few things, uh, you know, happening in the background. You'll get to see it as they come.
0: Sure. And one one interesting thing which um, sort of struck me is, so um, in your previous business, right, it was more of a B2B interaction, right? And this is uh, altogether a different ballgame. It's a B2C. So which one was more fun, enjoyable, or which one you liked the most uh, in terms of... Uh, I mean, each has its own pros and cons, but I want to understand from you uh, uh, what was interesting because, I mean, I have met so many founders. People have said B2B is little slow, B2C is more fun. Some have said B2C is not for me, B2B, but from your perspective, uh, what is it? Yeah,
1: You know, the, the common thread between both my businesses is um, the selling is B2B for us directly. Uh, Mm -hmm. but the um, but the um, effect of it is on the b2c right Um, Mm -hmm. uh, in a sense that i'm I'm talking about the supply chain of aspect of it Um, whatever we did there uh, in the branding business while we would sell to a to a uh, to a customer the um, customer wanted it for the uh, consumer uh, ahead right uh, okay. and it's the same here here also we sort of sell to the distributor and uh, the distributor then uh, positions uh, you know places it uh, for the consumer the difference between then and now is um that time i would uh, you know we would do f- uh, brand work for someone else but now we're doing it for ourselves <laughs> and we're actually able to <laughs> yeah we're actually able to get a lot of market data uh, back for us to keep working on how to keep making this better. So, uh, that I think is very exciting for me. Um, uh, the fact that you're actually, uh, providing, um, product that, that sort of receives immediate feedback, right? Uh, nothing, nothing like that. Uh, it's, it's very motivating, very inspiring, uh, for not just me, for the, for the team as well. So yeah, uh, we're enjoying. I- I enjoyed the previous one as well, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying my uh, <laughs> my current and uh, yeah I I think that's that's the kind of person I am as well. Um, what I'm doing at that point gets full attention from me, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I I I, hope, I I see myself doing this for the longest period now. Yes.
0: And what is the uh, what are the biggest challenges um, in your current space? I mean, uh, one you mentioned definitely getting the. Uh, licenses adding each territory the scaling might be one aspect of it but from your side what has been the sort of the biggest hurdle so far
1: um i won't call them hurdles per se ashish but i definitely Mm -hmm. i definitely have some interesting anecdotes throughout the journey um Mm -hmm. some are uh, uh, you know um everyone asks me this question of you're a lady and you're in the liquor space and how does mm-hmm. that work um i have the uh, most of the time it doesn't matter because uh, it's not the in the industry doesn't look at you from a gender specific perspective but uh, there is this one interesting anecdote that i can, I, I you know comes to the forefront mm-hmm. for me um is that uh, when we were at the final phases of getting our uh, regulatories done for uh, rahasia just pre-launch and uh, uh, for some reason you know it was getting delayed and uh, uh they said uh, call the brand owner we'd like to discuss it because it was different right it was and we wanted it to be called infused so they wanted to understand what is the meaning of infused and things like that um so I went across and I was sitting across the table across a few of these people and um, they looked at me and they pretty much dismissed me as um you know get your uh, father or your husband to uh, you know, talk to us oh really yeah oh, i don't think it's a yeah yeah uh, i don't think it's an industry for a lady to be a part of and i just kept quiet i, I I've, I've had enough of these in different forms uh you know i mean it's just just the way it is um so i i said okay no problem and um uh, actually i myself am the brand owner but i would love to hear from you know i was trying to like get them to talk and this particular person had this um, photo of his uh, of his children and there was this uh, girl and a boy in the in the thing. And I just pointed out and said, uh, are they your daughter? Uh, is that your daughter and son? And he said, yeah. And he had this. He was very um, proud of it. Right. I mean, a, a, t- a parent. And I said, so what does the daughter do? And he was he was so happy to tell me about the fact that she um, uh, she's she's doing her dentistry and things like that. Uh, and then after the, after a while, he says, um, but I'm still telling you, uh, this industry is not for a lady. You shouldn't look at it. Um, and uh, I, it's it's not a place for a woman. So I just looked at him and I said, um, what happens when your daughter gets a male patient? You know, uh, <laughs> so, um, or what happens when her colleagues are male, things like that? Why, why is that? Um, why is that okay? And why is this not okay? He just looked mm-hmm. at me and he says, "Okay, um, you're touching uh, touching a string that is very different, and uh, fine, I'll sign this for you, and I, I wish you good luck." So, things like this, right? It's 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 um, <laughs> it's about how, you, yeah, it's about how you sort of um, uh, when something comes at you, it's about how you at that moment, I guess, uh, uh, try to find a way around it. Uh, I think that's been my biggest learning across. So I won't really say hurdles, but I will definitely say every day is a new day for us. And uh, uh, some days it could be regulation, some days it could be supply chain, some days it could be, uh, you know, a brand position or a marketing approach. But having the right team, having the right set of advisors, having your head on your shoulders could probably be the only way to look at it.
0: And what are the channels, when are you through which you sort of communicate or market the brand or? if we can rephrase it like what 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 are the channels which has worked for you in the past to uh, spread the word get the traction you needed
1: so um liquor as an industry we are not allowed to obviously market uh, mm-hmm. the way any other product is mar- marketed uh, so we only use the designated channels allowed to us uh, which is your instagram and um, basically digital marketing and we use uh, i think word of com- word of communication word of mouth is probably the biggest uh, you know value add uh in a in a business like ours so it's very very important that the uh, um, right people are talking about you and you made sure that the product is positioned uh amongst them uh so yeah that's been our uh market focus uh in terms of uh not just consumer outreach but also market outreach
0: got it And uh, so I assume, I'm assuming, I could be totally wrong here. Uh, Is it a capital intensive business? If yes, do you plan to raise any funding or if you have already raised capital?
1: I have raised capital, yes. Um, I have raised a seed and a bridge round. Uh, We're in the process of raising uh, our pre-series A right now. and yes, uh, every business has its own need for capital. Um, it's, when you say capital intensive in an industry is very different from capital intensive in a, in a, in a, in a heavy uh, manufacturing industry versus a sure. consumer product. Here, mm-hmm. the capital is more for outreach, for branding, for building the product uh, portfolio. In the other mm-hmm. place, the uh, capital intensive aspect is more about extending your capacities and things like that, right? so Mm um it's uh uh it does take what it takes i mean you can't obviously build a brand uh uh just without any uh you know uh, brand push and marketing aspects uh that that's essentially how we look at it as well uh we definitely can't compete with the uh, uh larger mncs the way they uh you know market their products but we do what best we can do with the resources that we have on our
0: hand and so there there has been a lot of conversation lately you know the funding winter or i mean uh, the data also shows yeah. funding has significantly dropped uh, this year so is this something which sort of bothers you or this is something which you as an entrepreneur is seeing people are not willing or maybe it's not true for this segment. So what has been your experience so far um, since you are no, um, planning uh, to raise Yeah, so So uh,
1: having your ears on the ground is I think very important in any aspect, whether it's finance, marketing or uh, supply chain. But knowing how the markets are trending, it's very important to uh, have your strategies in place around it. Uh, at the same time, uh, it's also an opportunity if you know how to, you know, um, uh, work it in your favor. So it's, while data does show certain things, I don't think um, it's ever always this, it's, it's 100% for everything, right? To add to it uh, a product like ours, as long as it's seeing the kind of market uh, traction that, you know, we're projecting, and the kind of repeats uh, so we are also we can also be more uh, uh, sure of how the uh, uh, support towards us will come out at the same time um, at this point i think uh, even the investors are looking at uh, more diversified options of rather than uh, not i mean other than just uh, the tech space or something like that so i guess in that sense uh, it could work in our favor yeah.
0: mm mm-hmm. got it and, and when when you look back um, uh, in your current venture in bliss, Water, so what is that one thing? So this is my one of the favorite questions I always ask. So what is that one thing, or it could be more than one thing? You know, if you look back in time, which you feel you could have, you know, you can go back in time and you could have done differently. <laughs>
1: um, I'm really not someone who. Um, you know uh, as the kind who regrets any decision that I take I I, um, there are and and at any point if I feel that it needs course correction I'm absolutely bang on with the idea of doing it so um, everything for me sort of uh, the, the kind of person I am I sort of set timelines for anything that I do and if it doesn't work within that timeline uh, I know that certain corrections need to be done then and there. So that allows mm-hmm. me the ability to not regret a decision. Um, mm-hmm. And I always go with the attitude of um, this is plan A, this is plan B, this is plan C. And there's also another option as well at any given time. Um, so no, I um, I don't <laughs> think there's anything I would do differently. I... Um, but uh, a lot of the things that I've learned, I constantly keep uh, replaying in my head about, uh, so that I'm I'm always um, you know uh, uh, sort of grounded with it uh, because it it really helps a lot. Um, and I think one of the one of the things that I do as a constant is I'm always talking to um, more entrepreneurs and more business people and understanding. From them, uh, the the world has changed uh, in in a certain way, and that is people are a lot more open to share their experiences with you, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think drawing out from that can many times be very very valuable. It's such an intangible proposition, but uh, when you actually put that together, it's it can be priceless. So um, that's what I do, and as a result, uh. Regret is not an emotion I generally tend to be with. I'm generally the kind of tomorrow's a new day, and I will uh you know be more focused that way, so yeah, <laughs> I actually don't have an answer for you from that angle
0: okay, so let me ask this so what will be your recommendation uh for fellow entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs who wants to um start business in this category right? Uh, what will be your few in,
1: in this category uh, yes. um i would say that um definitely try to find a uh, uh, you know uh, find find gaps in the industry and try to fit within that rather than trying to uh, you know just just um, follow the herd i think that's very important uh, at the same time uh, definitely research before you jump into it uh, i think one of the things that worked very well in our favor is that we spent a lot of time researching uh, the market from uh, market consumer data to uh, regulatory data to all kinds of possible data. And still it never preps you for the real life situation, right? Because real life always has its own uh, sort of a roller coaster that you have to experience. But um, having a semblance of idea, even if you have about 60-70% of some information on it, The balance, 30%, you can somehow wade through. So definitely spend more time um, on ground rather than jumping into it. It should not be an impulse decision. Uh, That is something I would definitely uh, recommend. Uh, But when you do, come in with a bang. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great, Verna. It was great to have you. Uh, Any final words from your side?
1: Uh, I, I think it's been amazing connecting with you, Ashish, and, and sharing my thoughts. Uh, I hope more and more people um, get to recognize uh, the nuances and the amazingness of how Indian uh, markets are you know uh, evolving uh, ever so fast. And uh, uh, I do hope you get to try Blisswater products soon.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I definitely cannot... Forget the name. It's a beautiful name, <laughs> uh, So yeah, definitely looking forward to it.